Check, check, check. This is Elbows and Jumpers, Season 2, Episode 1. Hey. Welcome to a podcast for sports and entertainment, Houston from a Houston perspective. Already. That's right. So, I guess let's get this started. Welcome to Season uh, ep- season 2. Mm-hmm. Episode 1. Episode and, 1, um, live from our new studio. With our studio audience. Live from the... We can't disclose that information, can we? <laughs> no, we can't. <laughs> Live from Houston. <laughs> H-Town, baby. How long so, we been gone for? Since uh, about before the finals and the playoffs. I mean, which weren't really relative to the Houston Rockets. And um, I think... Yeah, we talked about the finals a little bit. I think, uh, you know, we're pros. We need our off-season, too. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we had to, uh, you know, take some time off and regroup. And the, the Astros were kicking up a lot of dust and making some noise uh, late into the season as well. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, big accomplishment to reach the World Series again. So, uh, we didn't get it, but um, I'm proud of the guys for going as far as they did. And then the the NBA season started. Well, the football season started for the Texans. Mm-hmm. Um, Texans gone Texan though. It's not surprising that would be forgettable, but it is. It has been a forgettable season. I don't think there's going to be a chance that we win a division title this year. <laughs> I agree with you. But on apparently, that one. that's a toss up anyway. I mean, you got the worst teams in the league fighting for for a trophy at the end of the at the end of a regular season. Yeah. But um, speaking of which, like I guess we we see what bad ownership looks like. Mm-hmm. And not to just jump off into a topic, I would say I got to give the Rockets and their ownership some props because it's they've been handling everything from last season, this season. I feel like there's a elbows and jumpers season two, but there's also it's Rockets season two, part two. We're like, we're back. Here's a different kind of look that they're going to give us compared to last season. Like last year, we saw what John Wall and everything did this year. We're coming into the season with, OK, let's 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 remix that a little bit and 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 take up this new challenge that we're going to that we're going to see definitely yeah but, i feel um, like we um we have somewhat of an identity as far as you know what phase um we're in as far as the rebuild mm-hmm. um there was a lot of confusion last year but now we're uh more focused on building around our youth um we have uh john wall who's mentoring you know kpj he's not playing um, will that change? Well, uh, oh, you're we'll ready see. to talk about the Rockets, aren't you? No, I'm just giving a little overview. Mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> I'm asking, overview. are you you ready to dig uh, in? Now I'm on, <laughs> on, on your key, so whenever you're ready, um, I was just kind of giving a brief of you know what we talked about last season, and um, you know go ahead, what, go ahead. what what we can see, you know, um, from the from the start this season. So mm-hmm. um, I'll let you take it over now. <laughs> um, no, nah, but before you know, when we talk about um. The Rockets. I think uh, we're gonna. Have, there's plenty to talk about there. Exactly. We're in the middle of a running, uh, a win streak. I feel, and but there's there's a whole level up to that. Like there's, what you what you just alluded to, basically. Yeah. I just wanted where, to touch on it quickly because there's so much socially and culturally that's going on mm-hmm. that I know that you want to touch on. So. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch on it too. So I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. going off of uh, your vibe and seeing you know what you want to hit first. Well, well let, let me get some a big elephant out of my room out the way. Mm-hmm. Um, R.I.P. to Young Dolph. I think RIP. I think um it's a if if you're from Houston it's more relevant um even though Memphis is from where it's at we we all grew up with A-Ball MJG and we all heard something in Dolph that made that made it feel like we were talking to one of our cousins culturally it felt similar and I think sometimes when you hear an artist that's that feels like somebody that could be related to you or your friend that when you can share that bond it makes that that relationship a little bit 
a little bit more of a loss than some than some other situations. Definitely, you know. And I think uh, people from Houston in general definitely fuck with Dolphin. We we'd be remiss to not acknowledge him. Exactly, he was the new generation, newer generation of that Memphis wave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, they said it was kind of like uncle music, but <laughs> <laughs> I dig it, man. It's you know, it's that uh, three six mafia influence. You know, yeah, that's another topic for the verses. Oh yeah, know, yeah. So, that's uh, exactly what we're gonna go into next. Matter of fact, talking about Memphis. Memphis Houston has a, has had a long, you know, connection. I mean, there was talk where Bum B was talking about how UGK and Three Six Mafia were supposed to do an album together. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after International Players Anthem, they they were already supposed to be doing that. So that Houston Memphis thing definitely is a big thing. So, but and speaking of which, Houston was a big part of the Three Six Mafia versus Bone Bone versus. Oh yeah, Houston they brought, was showing they brought out. out everybody from Houston on that stage with them. Lil Fit, Camillionaire, yeah, in LA. Chameleon so. came LA. out of nowhere. Yeah. In LA. In LA, yeah. So that felt good. Exactly. Shout out to Astros. One time. There you go. <laughs> winning, winning on LA soil. <laughs> <laughs> so, nah, yeah. But, uh, it, it was a good show to see. Um, again, Cam, shout out to Chameleon there. Um, he's making major moves um, in the uh, private equity space. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was, you know, when me and Jonathan saw him, or Scratch saw him, and we were like, man, they must have paid him a lot. <laughs> yeah, because he really up. did. Or, exactly. I mean, you... There's some money that it don't matter how much somebody pays you. You're doing it for the love. Exactly. Chameleon, yeah. Chameleon, it was definitely, it didn't matter what he was getting paid. He was <laughs> exactly. definitely doing it for the love. Exactly. <laughs> Man, because that was, that. it was historic. It was that just, was like I a, think it was historic. That was like a WWF Raw is War Monday night show <laughs> where everything that could have oh. happened, happened. Oh, <laughs> man. We were talking about how there needed to be a play-by-play on it. Busy <laughs> Bone threw a, threw a bottle at Gangster Boo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Gangster Boo said some questionable things about Busy Bone's mental health. I do not. Do not support that at all, by the way. Uh, Gangster Boo's yeah, comments. Know. Yeah. <laughs> but Busy Bone at one point left the whole show. That everybody cleared the stage to set the scene. Bone and th- Three Sixes are having back and forths in songs. Everything is getting pretty competitive. But everybody's throwing out hit after hit. I'm talking about both. This is Bone and Three Sixes. It's not like they're they're lacking on hits. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. By the time it, you know things start getting heated, I think they, they started playing... Um, Another one of the three six, you know, tear the club up songs. Tear the club, it tore up the audience. The audience was going, was getting lit off tear the club. We weren't expecting. They were playing the most grimy shit early in the show. It's like they was. They gotta set the tone. They were setting. They were getting everybody's blood pressure up. And little did we know, Busy Bone got higher blood pressure than most. Yeah, he started getting in his feelings. Next thing you know, he throws a bottle and everything. They clear the stage after a fight breaks out, and. But Busy has to be convinced to come back on stage after like what felt like a 15 minute delay. Mm-hmm. I swear to God, somebody had to be backstage talking about like Busy, if you don't come back, there's go- you're going to lose some money mm-hmm. and you're going to lose everybody else their money. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, well, you was, would think was... he came out, but no, four out of five bone members came out <laughs> and they continued to hope. I'm like, so y'all just going to do. B- bone songs without busy when busy got the best verses exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> no scratch and i were surprised that uh busy came back because uh, we we're like oh well they're just gonna do the show without him mm-hmm. and then dennis we're actually group texting during the show and dennis texts back no he's gonna come back and we just we're like that no, was, he's that not was, gonna that come was back not, man you know, they had to talk to him about his money <laughs> <laughs> made him switch to it real quick <laughs> yeah, no, yeah understand. Right. there was consequences repercussions you better act like an adult exactly exactly and, and you saw how the at the end of the day, he's going to have egg on his face if he didn't come back. Yeah, that's true. Everybody kept on performing, being professionals. His ass won't be a child. Mm-hmm. I'm glad he came back and apologized. That, and that he did like a man. Yeah, he did yeah, like yeah, a man. Exactly. I appreciate Showing that. Showing the youth, you know, exactly. you can overcome a mistake. 
And that's exactly. exactly what the Rockets are doing. Overcoming a mistake. <laughs> Just a segue. You itching to talk about the Rockets. Well, I mean, we're, I thought, we're, we're a Rockets fan. We can touch base on the on the verses, you know, I because there's so much that happened during that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll, we'll have to cross-reference it throughout. Exactly. That's you know, what, exactly flashbacks what of, a, of a great time. Exactly. Because I feel like we're having a great time with the Rockets now. We, like I said uh, earlier. But I you thought know. we would talk about the Texans a little bit more. Just go before we go into the hey, Rockets. Hey, man, you're the host. You know, I'm following your lead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so the Texans this season, how do you feel about being a Houstonian and a fan of a football team from this city and how they're performing? I mean, I think this is a scratch off season. It might be, you know, how many scratch another... off seasons do we get? I mean, that's what we're used to right now. Um, so we're, it's like we're, we don't really have our feelings hurt because this is kind of the stuff that we expect from the Texans, you know? Um, I'm glad that we have actually, you know, an, NFL football team in our city because to not have one, it sucks a lot. It does. Yeah. You don't want to be like Little Rock or even Jacksonville. Was they want look look at them? They got the Jaguars, mm-hmm. but at least they got the Jaguars. Exactly. exactly. Like you, you got to hold on. It puts to it. you on. I mean, not do we? I mean, the LA didn't have a football team for the longest. Exactly. You don't want to be a city, a major city without a football team. It feels weird, doesn't it? It does. I'm not. I mean, like like I said, LA had one was was fine without one for for many years. Mm-hmm. But they also have a lot more stuff, you know, of entertainment. They had two basketball teams. So we want to keep the Texans. Definitely. Um, (laughs) Just to have that infrastructure down. So if they were to get Just want to clarify, you know, we're in the depths of of a losing season here. You know. And some people might get drastic about the situation. And we just want to say, A, we're thankful that we at least have a team. Exactly. Even though it is the worst team in the NFL history. You know, there might be a buying opportunity in the near future for the Texans. Elon Musk is moving his, um, you know, factory or manufacturing so plant to, and to Austin. Pro- partnership should be uh, putting together a team of investors. Exactly. <laughs> the Texans With Elon, saying. you know, forefronting that movement. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I initially thought, you know, the Texans, uh, you know, looked somewhat good in the beginning before Tyron uh, Taylor got hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then after that, just, you know, the well, conference came back up. and uh, we lost to the Jets. Well, now, now well, to give some perspectives, we had that rookie quarterback that I, I can't recall his name, but he... <laughs> He just, you know, wasn't prepared at all, or he just doesn't have it yet. Mickey McGee? Whatever you want to call him. (laughs) (laughs) You want to go there. (laughs) You're wrong. I am wrong. I am wrong. It was was, was the JJ, you know, Stokes (laughs) type of people. (laughs) If you can get that reference. But... uh, But uh, you know we uh, we looked good when uh, Taylor was playing, and when the rookie quarter Mills, I believe, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, playing, um, we just we we lost, you know, over and over again. And then when Taylor came back, it's like, what's the point? You know, we're we're t- in too deep. We were, uh, I believe, you know, eight losses at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just get your reps in, and you know, it really doesn't matter if you get extra effort. Um, you're probably going to be here next year um, if we have the same ownership. So, you know, it's. It is what it is. I mean, if we do, what do you mean if we don't have the same ownership? You think that there's a possibility? No, I'm saying if um, I'm expecting that we have the same ownership next year, oh, which man. means that the strategy won't change much, <laughs> which means that we will have Tyron Taylor. He's not a bad quarterback. I actually, I actually He's like all him. Right. Yeah. It's just, so, you know, you can have all the ingredients to the gumbo, but not everybody can cook it right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike DeVoe said we're going to get a ring one day. I believe that too, Mike DeVoe. Shout out Mike DeVoe. In, in what generation? <laughs> kids going to ma- be married and have kids by the time we see anything. I, I'm talking about a decade of our lives going to go by. 
A whole child is going to be born in 10 years by somebody. Exactly. I don't know. But I just want to give a, a shout out to Mike DeVoe, you know, a dope artist. Y'all check out his music on Spotify. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, so he's a, he's the truth, you know. So are we on a crossroads then? <laughs> I guess so. We are on a crossroads. <laughs> nice touch, scratch. Welcome back. Elbows and Jumpers, season two, episode one. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Just took a little break. Um, listening to Bone. Just get me thinking back to the verses, how Busy was the guy that made songs. Busy, controversial thought. He was the only one that went head to head with Pac. And I swear to God, when uh when um Thug Love comes on, I'm waiting for the busy verse. Oh yeah, everybody is. I mean, I, I heard Pac, but that busy verse. Whew. Whew, yeah. Flames. <laughs> Jonathan might have to cue it up uh, <laughs> so we can uh reference it at some point, but um, yeah, that's when so, you let let it ride. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I mean, you got you got to put up with a certain level of uh, artistic, uh, I don't know, exuberance. Exactly, that was exactly. That's how it. you get greatness. You got to have a little bit that uh, a little bit of that absurdity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's why. Speaking I mean, of absurdity, going back to the Texans. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? <laughs> Sorry, I mean just a tangent. So, mm-hmm. you know, we talk about Tyrod Taylor. We talk about Davis Mills, rookie quarterback with long neck coming in. You think he'd have better feel? He could see down the field better, seeing how he's towering over. He's like six foot five with a neck that makes him six foot eight. <laughs> I seen him do the dude on with the with the damn uniform on. You know damn well he sees that field just fine. And and God damn it, he just couldn't hit the target. Yeah. But um, what about Deshaun Watson? You know that's a. Uh... A very complex situation that n- no one has <laughs> any information on, you know, as far as, uh, you know, the solution or the outcome of what's going to happen. Um, the only, uh, I guess, news that I saw from him was that Miami was possibly interested if he can get his uh, cases resolved. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best way to put it. Um, so, you know, that's in. Uh, we'll take you. Once That's you in get the queue. Once, you, once that legal shit is over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's just it's too much of a risk, you know, for one team to take on while that hasn't been resolved. So, yeah. That's that. Yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I really didn't have a whole lot of opinion because you can't. It's impossible to have one. And it's the whole position is absurd. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have to even like, like, what is the point of even playing football in the city of Houston? Like, did our, did our, you know what? Maybe our franchise got tanked. But by, by that scandal, if we, we if we really want to be real, we could talk about Jack Easterly and Bill O'Brien, all that, and they, they and it really doesn't matter because right now in this day, right now at this point, that franchise is a dumpster fire that is not, that has that's getting more oxygen apparently, which means that flame is about to spread. That's what I was saying. I mean, don't be surprised if there's a potential sale. Um, I wouldn't think next year, but like in three to five years. If, but it's, if it things seems like our franchise got yeah, tanked, yeah. though, because these contracts are going to last for another, you know, three, four years at minimum until we can start shedding the stupid weight that we got from from these previous years. What I'm saying is it's going to be a whole rebuilding process, whole restructuring process with a new owner, um, potentially, um, you know, investors buy it or low. So we got to get, get ready for I, it to get really bad. What <laughs> kind of voting mechanism they have for getting rid of NFL or sports team owners that are doing their city wrong. 
But I guarantee you, there is a few owners in this in this country that would be on a hot hot seat if any if any one of their city populations had the right to say, you know what, we don't like this billionaire. We need a different billionaire. And there's plenty of billionaires that that are going to um there come buy a sports franchise. It's socialist sports again. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you know. I mean, that would seem like sometimes. I mean, of what you're talking about if the McNairs are going to sell, isn't that to somebody else? They're going to sell it because the franchise at a low. Mm-hmm. And that it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Unless we're just going to. I'm not saying that they're going to sell me. The, I'm just saying it's it's probable that it could go down that they, road. The worst case is that maybe they they some hoes and they hold on to that shit and act like some hoes <laughs> while fucking holding on to that shit. Maybe I mean, that's the more probable scenario. I wouldn't be surprised with that either. There's a lot of franchises that, are, that suck year after year after year after year. You know, and the owners are okay with sucking. Like the New York Knicks. <laughs> Knicks, yeah, there's one team. Yeah. Oh my but he God. never sold though. Huh? He never sold. No, because no, uh, that's just their... the Kings about to be that kind of franchise. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely are. Like yeah. that's my goal for the Rocket season is just to be a better, better than the Kings. I I, I don't want to make the playoffs. I want to get that high draft pick, but I at least want to be better than the Kings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like there's, that's crazy. I, now. I mean, we're we're right now comparable to the Steve franchise years. Um, I'll take that. You know, um, yeah. It's just I mean, it's a fun time. It's a annoying time, is what it is for you know. On going, a losing streak, it was, but once they once they figure something out, all of a sudden I'm not knocking that. I'm just have have some perspective that it's gonna take a couple to a few years for us to be a competitive oh, yeah, playoff yeah. team. And I don't want to wait. <laughs> I've been waiting forever. Like you know, yes, we were. I mean, I mean, we had to wait through the franchise years, the James Harden years, you know, and we just needed one more piece. That's it, you know. But we had to restructure everything and. Now this is what we have, and I am. <laughs> you and, sound so sad. It's no, good. Actually. I'm excited. I, I, yeah. I, you would think we have that potential. I, I, I would be down on the Rockets. I don't know. Maybe outside, I think maybe somebody would think, "Oh, you're a Rockets fan. You must be down because they have a be- they have a losing record." Like, no, nah, I'm actually very happy right now with what I see. I'm enjoying watching the game of basketball being played by these young guys that are changing and developing every game, and you can see the progress by by and measure it. Like in, in leaps and bounds compared to what you would see on a great team that you know is taking a night off. Our guys, they, they, man, if we get a win, it's because they, nobody took the night off. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like we are earning that motherfucker. You we can't are. say that when you have a winning team that everybody put in their, you know, 80% effort. You know LeBron's playing at 25% right now, and we know he's going to turn it on to, a, to 75% in the playoffs. He might give you one minute of 100% LeBron James. Yeah, but when we see our guys right now, we see. The thing is, we, we see. <laughs> uh, I was gonna see what percentage of stupidity. <laughs> the thing, like, I'm not mad at what we have now. I'm not because I really enjoy the young guys, but I know it's gonna take some patience and time for them to develop. It's a good four to six years before but we're playoff competitive. You, I'll give you. I'll give you. I'm just saying, like, right now, even if we lose a game, you are not gonna be mad that you had a chance to watch Alperin Sengun. Do the shit he's doing with the with the ball and and, and make, with the passes that he's I'm making. Saying, I'm not. I'm not. I mad think it's enjoyable from a from a fan perspective. The reason why there's you're concerned about winning a chip. So much negativity is because we're so close. You know, we're, we had everything. You know, man. Are and you I'm talking so, about our season from two years ago. Well, this is what um, again perspective. Imagine if our previous teams had this effort that these young guys had. Ooh, oh man, that would have been uh, crazy. Man, are you still this complaining about your ex girlfriend? 
Huh? Am I complaining? No. <laughs> what I'm telling you is to have perspective. She's been gone, Rudy, for two years. <laughs> two years. <laughs> Let her go. Well, look, bro. I, 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 no, <laughs> I'm going to say this about every Rockets fan that still want to talk about Player X who used to play for the Rockets. Let that shit go. The thing is, I've Let that shit I've go. Visited. We got, we got Are you going to let me talk? Play- <laughs> Are you going to let me oh, talk? Well, so it's so sensitive. So it's not about being sensitive. It's about being real. <laughs> so I've been, who are talk, what we're talking about. And uh, I visited the 13 restaurant, you know, lovely vibes. <laughs> DJ Fly White, shout out. Because I support, you know, James Harden and he his entrepreneur ventures. Yeah. But his selfishness has caused us turmoil. That's the problem. You know, and you just can't lose, you know, what happened. Um, again, these guys um, that we have, I'm grateful that they're very talented. Jalen Green, shout out. Kevin Porter Jr., shout out. Christian Wood. Jay Shantae. All of them. Yeah, all of them, shout out. Um, the thing is... From a realistic standpoint, it's going to take you guys time, you know, to go through your bumps and bruises. Best case scenario, y'all can make a really good playoff run like OKC did with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook as young as they were. That's what I'm hoping for happening. But the thing is, you need veterans on your team. We have a veteran, John Wall, but we're not using him. We're not using him. John Wall don't want to come off the bench. Of course he does. He doesn't. The organization doesn't want to let him play. No, he, they said he want, can't. Yeah. He said the the Rockets gave him an offer. We're gonna let. We want you to play twenty minutes a game, but you got to come off the bench. Exactly. That's horrible. He's a starting point guard. No, he's not. You yes, just he said he will be willing to got, come off the bench. I'm a, okay. You know what? We can talk about. <laughs> let's talk about John Wall. Period. Yeah, please. Because, and I'm gonna give you my basic, and this I'm gonna admittedly tell you that my my basic overview of John Wall and why I'm okay, why he should sit. I think that John Wall has tremendous value for the Rockets as a trade asset to a playoff caliber team. I think that John Wall should preserve his body as, and we should help him preserve his body to help preserve our value with John Wall before the trade deadline. Playing him now does nothing to help us. Everybody knows John Wall is a talented basketball player with a high IQ. Everybody knows that John Wall can play basketball. We are not, te- that leads me to my next point. We are not technically trying to win games. We're trying to develop players. We need this crucial moment to be able to do that. And I get that playing with a veteran can help increase that 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 level. But you act like he's not a player coach right there on the bench with him like a Gerald Green. Like he's not there in their ear telling them, hey, here's what you do. That's a part of being that player coach, too. You've had leaders on the floor like, I mean, who was it? Uh Jason Kidd was on for many years was just on the floor just to be the leader. CP3 still doing it. There are people that can do it, but Wall's body isn't is fragile. We had him last year, and we still had the worst one of the worst records in the league. So how does having him come back make it any better? Okay, I'm gonna stomp you on your. Okay, argument. wait. Now that's I'm just saying that's my uninformed on the outside looking. Okay, in. so you're Here, scared. To, of, <laughs> he's scared to stand by that point. No, look, no, I'm, look, I'm I'm telling you, I'm coming with an open he, mind. He just, he just said he doesn't really want to stand on. I'm what he coming just with said. an open mind to I'm the discussion. To kill him. I'm about to kill you him. You about to have an, a, a perspective, Mm-mm. and I'm curious to hear. It. Let's go. That's a very inexperienced perspective, is what I'm telling you. I'm glad that you have one, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, Mike Wilbon, uh, you know, um, respected. Um, you know, uh, sports analyst um, for decades, he was saying, and I agree, not playing John Wall is the stupidest thing that the Houston Rockets could be doing right now. Why? There's a couple of reasons. First of all, if you bring John Wall, he's going to be your starting point guard. After two years of missing, you know, um, 
you know, not playing. He showed up for the Rockets, averaged 20 points. You know, he was seven and three. Um, what, seven assists, three rebounds a game. Not many people can do that. Kevin Our Porter, record, I saw the record when he played. It, I think we won like four games. Do you know why? There were, <laughs> the starting lineups were shifting every fucking game. Do you not recall that? Injuries. And Injuries. Exactly. Because we never got a, a center, a full, team. a full team and a center. Do you, and we, do you, we're still in the middle of that right now. We barely got our no. lineup right five games or no, Actually, we're doing a so, lot better. So, look, I tweeted out. So, the, we, we, we're, on a, we're on a winning streak right now because Jalen Green is out of the lineup. And this is not knocking Jalen Green. Jalen Green is a phenomenal player. He just has to learn, you know, how to fit in the offense. Bro, the, the whole reason why we're going on a winning streak is because they made the change from Tice being in the starting lineup to that's not, not. That's not it. That's been the common denominator between the five winning games that we won. Is that not a fact? It's a factor in it, but we could have been winning from the get-go. Was it because, factor? Huh? A factor I, I know. in it. If you want to go on that, we can no, keep no, going. No, no, no. Um, but... I'm not we, angry, by the way. We've lost. I'm not angry, too. I'm just <laughs> He's saying like old school. Yeah, I'm not angry. angry. <laughs> I'm not angry. <laughs> so we've gone on a big losing streak, all right? Because we're trying to figure out our lineups. It can't work with Tyson Wood, um, you know, playing together. I'll and if you, you if you can let me finish, you know, so I, you can actually listen to what I'm saying. Spacing is not an issue. Shaq played with the other big power fours, and you can dominate spacing. If people move around you, you can do it. Um, with those two, just Tice has to learn his role where he just has to get rebounds, play defense, and put back. Exactly. Yeah. And then Christian Wood. Yeah. You can have a pick and roll with Tyson Wood. It exactly. works. Exactly. And then uh, KPJ is cutting. Um, Jalen Green is moving up, you know, for a three. It, it can work phenomenally. Um, it's just they, they don't have that knowledge, you know. Exactly. That's what John Wall brings to a team, knowledge. Yeah. He, he's seen every defense, and he has to actually be the one leading the team. I agree. You know. So we can actually make a playoff run where we win the championship. Probably not. But that playoff run will give a lot of experience to KPJ, to uh, well Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green, Christian Wood. They need that, mm -hmm. so they won't have their heads held down. Well, they won't have the heads down. You know when they lose, it's yeah. okay. That's just part of it. Yeah. You know, it's gonna take time. Giannis, it took him you know eight years before he won a championship. You know, and if he would have had a veteran, a really you know nice veteran on the team, he would have won a championship earlier than that. But he figured it out himself. So what I'm telling you is expect for a good, you know, through, I, I really say four to eight years before we're really playoff competitive. I, I, that The whole question started out with having Tice out the lineup, fixing our lineups has, has been one of the focal points of turning this this team around to getting to the wins, right? Here's here's the thing. You say that having Wood and Tice is a priority for you. I don't see. I didn't say it was a priority. I say it could work. It could work. I don't, I'm not saying You're that. You're saying it can't, they can't work. I'm saying that I would rather see Shangun and Wood. I agree. I like Shangun. What are we arguing about? There's a better option in Tice. There's a better dynamic with, with different players on the floor. For example, Danwell House, we saw a lineup where there was um, Garrison Matthews, uh, Danwell House, Jay Sean Tate, uh, Wood, and Tice on the floor. That was like kind of a big lineup for us. And we started to give up matter. the lead. That doesn't matter. This is what matters. What, what, my, what, what my matters idea, to you? It's about the principles of learning how to play ball and ball movement. This is what would be my ideal starting lineup. John Wall at the one, Kevin Porter Jr. at the two, because Kevin Porter is not a true point guard. He's a shooter in reality. If you play him like Ray Allen moving off screens, he's a lefty. He'll knock down the shot. The reason why he's not very accurate right now is because he has to move the ball. His legs are tired. He can't mm -hmm. just drain it like that. That's Nobody true. really can. So him at the two, Jalen Green at the three, that's a young Reggie Miller right now. Jalen Green is phenomenal. 
And if you see Jalen, I mean, Reggie Miller moved off screens. Was he bringing the ball down every time? No. You have to save those legs so you can get that jumper off. And then so at the four, I would have Christian Wood. And then Sagoon would be um, at the five. So that's a, I and it could be tight. You can move. I would rather have a how do you how do you pronounce his last name so I can say it right? Shangun. Shangun. I rather have Shangun at the five because he knows how to pivot um, mm-hmm. and do a little hook, and you can you can rely on him. You know, working that paint. Yeah. You know, and it moves. You you can play the triangle with these guys, and it would work really really well. So there's not just hey let's let's analyze these different lineups and we need to get them experience. No, you there's a principle. They're... You just fit it in there and it works. Yeah, you, you know, know it. it's not about analytics and data where you have to. I can run, give you run Let this me know so many I'm, times. I can speak. Well, I mean, I'm, I just get I gave <laughs> I you like your time that, to speak because uh, Rudy's very strategic. And well, I'll he, say this: knows, there's two so things I'll gonna... say about this. Um, Silas himself said one thing. He said, "I wanted to try this Tice Wood starting lineup for as long as possible and run into the ground." So that by the t- if we were to make a change, that it was apparent that that change needed to be made, which I think five games ago, that, that definitely did make sense. The next part is you talk about playing the game the right way and playing correctly. We're second in, in this five-game winning streak. We're second in the league in assists for, per game. Okay. Like, we're moving the ball. We're getting assists. We're playing by the principle. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's like um, we're, we're, we're using moving. what we have. It's because J- but Jalen Green's not in the lineup. So your points of saying, oh, we're doing what we have to do, watch when Jalen Green comes back and we still have the same lineup. It's going to be very difficult to win. I mean, what is your goal for the season? My goal is always to be playoff competitive. Okay. And with James Harden on the, well, on the roster, it was to win a championship for multiple years. I wanted James Harden to be, you know, a legend where he had at least three to four championships. And it was almost there. But, you know, due to, you know, character issues, that's why it didn't happen. <laughs> You know, um, and this is just purely basketball, you know, personal life. I really don't give a shit about what you do. You know, he's doing phenomenal in his investments. You know, he's, <laughs> I give credit to that because that's important. You know, you want to have longevity after your no, basketball career. I understand the disclosure. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not me hating him on him as a person. No. You know what? That's a good po- point that you mentioned because there's mm-hmm. a there is a real basketball reason. I, and, I, and I will acknowledge a point all day long that if somebody comes up short, you have the right to be like, OK, I mean, we. We should have, we should expect more for for our stars, and it, it's kind of like it. It's almost like you got tricked into having an expectation that was maybe not worthy, and you you got disappointed by that. But well, I, get, I would I say knew, right I, now, I, I knew. I mean, a few years ago, I mean, if, once Harden was you know just fumbling in the playoffs, um, I was like, he just doesn't have that Kobe mentality, that, that Mamba mentality, where you have once you have your foot on the snake's head. You have to cut it off. You know, you have to stomp on it um, because that's what it takes. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, he had all the resources there. Um, and then now, I mean, he's with the Nets and um, they're phenomenal teams themselves with, you know, um, Kyrie, who isn't playing. Um, and that's another topic we can segue into. Um, Harden <laughs> and KD. Yeah, I mean, that's we'll something. go around the league. <laughs> that's that's going to be exhausting. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, I mean. KD and Harden could win a championship themselves with who they have, you know, mm-hmm. uh, easily. Easily, KD does. Wait, is, is that who your um your league champion is this this season? Is no, the Nets? No, Who's I the have, Bucks. No, uh, yeah, I have either the Bucks or the Warriors. Okay, because okay. Steph Curry is the truth. Okay, and um, now that he has his foundation around him again, with um, who's a uh, Clay Thompson might be coming back. Yeah, it's gonna be something special to see. Okay, because this is a point that I want to bring out to um, I mean, just the general public. The Warriors did not need KD to win another championship. 
No, they I think that's to, known, right? Well, a lot of people argue that. There was they had Clay, they had Curry, they had Draymond. And they had Iggy. Exactly, but they won two championships with KD. KD went to a championship team. Yeah. And this is proven important. Now it's coming around full circle. Steph is going in again. He's healthy. His team is healthy. You know, they have good resources or good, you know, good solid uh, role players. Like they, they build a little bit of chemistry. Um, it's going to go really well for them. Uh, I saw one game when they were playing the Nets and, and James Harden and Kevin Durant was just <laughs> in awe to see what he can do. You know, this is a, this is not a big guy, but his touch, his shooting ability is, you know, it's amazing. So, so I'm, I'm just comparing. Okay. What we got, Scratch? Some Mike DeVoe. Hey. And Deuce Marley. Hey. Shout out Mike DeVoe. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose, but I'd rather win. Elbows and jumpers. Season two, episode one. We back. Talking about some Rockets basketball, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about. Let's talk about a little bit why, about why I watched the games, even while we were on that long ass losing streak, and the lineups aren't right. The coaching, the coaching staff looks like they're not what they're doing. Silas was on the hot seat for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of questions, right? Still, and I mean, it's like. The overarching theme is we're thinking about, we started out the season saying, hey, we want to end the season developing our players and getting a high draft pick. And this is the the perspective that I just want to make clear. It's not that I don't want anybody to watch the Rockets. I do want you to watch the Rockets because, as Dennis said, they are fun to watch. But don't be so hard on them. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of Rockets Twitter just bashing these players after a yeah. bad game. I'm like, dog, come on. This is their first year of them playing together as a unit. I'm like, don't, you know, have some compassion, have some patience. They're going to go through bumps and bruises, you know, and, um, you know, support them. You know, if you're, if you're going to tweet something, tell them of what cut they make, could have made better it's, after a certain It's going play. back to the effort. We see so much effort. The effort is guys. there completely. It's just the experience. Just the direction it goes in sometimes is wrong. Exactly. It's just the experience. And um, So let's let's go through the players on the team. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not necessarily get, get them grades or nothing, but kind of tell, tell you where they're at. So you got... Christian Wood as our center. Mm-hmm. He's our highest uh, points per game player at 16.2. Obviously, um, he's big on our rebounds at 9.5 per game and about 2.3 assists. Um, this year, he's shooting a three-pointer at, at 34%. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, what do you think about him being our guy that leads our team in, in points per game? And should he be the focal point? Oh, I definitely think he should be the focal point um, just because he has the length, the height. Um, he's developing on his versatility. Um, you saw him saucing it up last game. Um, <laughs> who were who we playing? Uh, can you recall? Anyway, sure. he he had a really, um, you know, he was at the corner and uh, he crossed over and just took it to the hole. And he's not as tight as KD is, but if he keeps putting that work in, he will be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, KD is just exceptional. It's really hard to, you know, mimic his style and his um, play. But I feel like he can, you know, he can be his own, you know, hold his own. And I definitely see progress and he should definitely be the focal point um, just because the ball movement, he, he he's really tall. You know, he can catch you, um, you know, with an easy layup, you mm-hmm. know, or at the corner with no real effort. You know, so I definitely feel like the identity of this team should be Christian Woods team. You so know? 
do you watch the Rockets to see Christian Wood, or who do you watch it for? Is I watch that, for everybody. Um, I like, like, is that your favorite player to um, seek out? Who do you have a favorite player? No, I like all of them, honestly. Okay, because they all have, you know, certain valuable um, skills. So, um, let's talk about then. Let's go in order of people that we had from last year mm-hmm. that that are still playing with us this year, and, the, and the, it's kind of a short list, right? Mm-hmm. So the next one we're going to go to is Kevin Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. What do you think about his start? He's he's currently third on the team on points per game. He's more, he is our point guard, so he is um, getting about five point eight assists per game, mm-hmm. and turnovers are at four point four. Mm-hmm. So, and again, I mean, those aren't just um, off the charts numbers, but again, he's uh, he's young, um, and the thing is, he, he his role is a if they would just move him to the two and play him like Ray Allen was playing with the Bucks, he would you see you would see his numbers would skyrocket, his value would go up, every team would want to trade for him. Because he has the size, he's he's massive, mm-hmm. you know, for his role for that two guard. What is he, he not doing for you right now? He's doing everything he can do. The mm-hmm. thing is, he's playing the wrong position. Bring John Wall at the one and watch Kevin Porter do work. He he would be like a, a Kobe, a Ray Allen, Dwayne Wade, just but dominating there, but, people. But the reality is, there's a zero percent chance we're going to see John Wall on the court for the Rockets this year. That's the reality. That could be the reality, but you will see. I'm telling you what they should be doing. I'm saying Kevin Porter is maxing out his skill level at the point guard role because mm-hmm. he's not a point guard. He's a he's a true shooting guard and he's developing skills at a point guard role. But I mean, you can you I can get, maximize his value at the two. I got you at the two. And then that leaves that I'm glad you brought that up because then that goes into the next thing. Jalen Green plays the two position. He actually he's a small forward. Okay. He should be moved to the three. And he's, he's currently our second leading scorer. As I said before, he's Reggie Miller-esque, Clay Thompson-esque. You know, mm-hmm. it's just uh, if you move him at a two, he's doing a little too much. He just needs to run off of um, screens and just shoot corner threes and cut and just dunk on anybody who he... Is, he, that, is that similar to what you want KPJ to be? No, KPJ is more of the creator. Okay. Yeah, off the pick and roll. Um, Jalen Green is more of the I, screen person. I mean, I mean both, if he's the creator off the it, pick and roll, that makes him in a point guard position, right? No, a point guard sets everybody up. He's okay. the one that's taking the energy to run the offense. He doesn't care about shooting. Okay. He's just really running the offense. That's it. Okay. You know, if there's an opportunity, he'll drive in. But the point guard is not really there to score. What about um, Eric Gordon? Eric Gordon's a good veteran off the bench. I agree. I mean, he's also a fourth leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he single handedly won that last game for us through through sheer will. He saw the young Definitely guys were did. getting flustered, mm-hmm. and he said, "You know what? I got this. It's my turn. Yeah, yeah. it's my turn." It, and it was good Pick to see. Up. It was good to see. Definitely was. Uh-huh. Um, he, yeah, he's solid. I, I give kudos to him just because he's he been, did have that one play that that really made me mad though. Just one play. <laughs> <laughs> that that <laughs> one where he had a turnover passing it to Wood when Wood well, wasn't Everett even Gordon, looking. Everett Gordon is not a point guard. Again, no. they try to put these players in a row that they're not really just efficient at. Eric Gordon is a is a two guard, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a he's really a Steph Curry, um, you know. Type he's of a player. specialist. In my, I have such a high opinion of Eric Gordon. I mean, you see when he when he shoots that three ball from three four feet beyond the line. I mean, it's I love seeing that shit. It's like something about seeing a pure shooter do is when they're when they're hot do their thing. Exactly. That's why he doesn't need to be bringing the ball up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just because that's that's not and his that's role. to say that's why I watch Eric Gordon. I think if the if you know the the veteran guy that you see on the team, Eric Gordon has the capability of becoming a superstar at any given game and win the game for you. Now, some in other the right ga- situation, yeah, in, in some other right games, situation. he's gonna piss you off sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so going into some more players that were here from last year, Jay Sean Tate. I love Jay Sean. Oh man. Um he has a motor leading on score. 
he has a motor on him, but the weaknesses that you see him um, this year is without a veteran on the team, he gets uh, a little fluxed. He gets mm-hmm. overwhelmed. And he tries tries to do too much. Not necessarily his fault, but he knows he has a bigger role to step into. And then he try, you know, he he tries to win for the team, but sometimes he gets a little turnover. He makes the wrong pass. But if you had that veteran point guard as John Wall, he'll be posting up, get the ball where he needs it. He won't have to worry about, you know, um, organizing the offense in a certain way. So he'll be right in his role, have that Charles Barkley, you know, skill set and dominate any like power forward that's holding him. That's and true. I agree with that Charles Barkley uh, uh, reference with mm-hmm. Jay Sean Tate in their game because they're both six foot four, mm-hmm. but they play so much bigger. Yeah, but yeah. I'll say to your point, I think he's Jay, good off the bench. I think Jay Sean Tate in these last five games is not shied away from that that I'm the man role because he's been even though he's been forced into it, he's really embodied it. I think the players, matter of fact, fed off his energy during this win streak, just seeing how hard he was putting in the effort and and really rallying around him. Yeah, that's because Jalen Green's out of the lineup, so it gave him a little more opportunity to just boss up the court you know because mm-hmm. um you know Jalen green he's gonna he's looking for his shots yeah. you know even if uh he's not really looking for the you know for the best pass every time yeah. he's looking to and rightfully so but it's so a score first. Know, yeah, he's, not, he's a score, score first, first type yeah of uh-huh. yeah and to be honest during the losing streak which is when we saw the majority of Jalen green going to work in kpj i i mean i honestly thought that there was no ball movement which just made it tough to watch because the, the one thing you think you're supposed to get right is, hey, at least move the ball and create a shot. But then they would get stuck in the ISO so often that it was. Yeah. That's what perplexed K, uh, Kevin Porter Jr. It was just like because Jalen Green was. Like he wouldn't get his assist. And then mm. you just see the other player just going to work. And there's no there's not the right spacing. They're trying to, to figure, it's the figure each other out. It's the well. move, if, yeah. uh, if you can consider movement instead of spacing. It works. You know, it's just Jalen Green just has to make his work easier. Mm-hmm. We don't need you to cross over and create. Just move off the screen and dunk on little somebody. Little simple stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Little simple stuff. Real big. That, but Jay Shantae does a, I mean, going back to his rebounding, his assists, uh, that Charles Barkley-esque, I mean, he can get you about 10, 5, and 5, guaranteed. Yeah. At this point. And he'll get you more off the bench, you know, with mm-hmm. the starting le- uh, starting lineup that yeah. I suggested earlier. Um, who we got That's, next? Next up, um, again, going to people that played for us last year. KJ Martin. Oh yeah, I love, I'm loving him. KJ is nice, man. He's, He's a good a, role player. He knows what, what he, he knows. He, he knows he, his role exactly. <laughs> he knows his role, and he yeah. knows what's needed at the time of the game. You know, if it's a rebound that he needs to a jump like spark, ten feet for yeah, to get people going. <laughs> going yeah, yeah exactly. well, going for a reason to watch. This is the guy you watch the teams so you can see who's going to go reach for the sky exactly, on a dunk because exactly. he can go. His elbows touch the rim on dunks. So exactly, he brings he, the players up too. It's like so everybody knows that the that. That air, sir, that air, that air above the rim is open when he's on the court. So oh, yeah. look for a lob, and you're gonna see, you're gonna see them take advantage of it when the defense starts getting tight. So at the at the highest moments is when you're gonna see him that mm-hmm. sky for that dunk. It's just one thing, man. Right <laughs> and uh, I hate to go back to the topic, but if if uh, John Wall's playing at the at the one, uh, Kevin, I mean uh, Martin, uh, Kenyon Martin would be just man. It would be the the play the Sports Center highlights you would see from him would yeah. be insane. Mm-hmm. And John Wall, Ooh. and with Wood, I mean, let's be real. Every Wood was he, looking for somebody to throw lobs to him. Too. He would know what to tell him. Hey, yeah, do exactly. This, do this, do exactly. That. I got mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn. Mm-hmm. Next up is a favorite one of mine, Dan Wellhouse. It's lit, baby. It's lit. <laughs> it's lit. Shout out Dan Wellhouse. Yeah, man. Daniel's our our homie, man, and uh, he's a you know he's a nice veteran. That's what I like about him. You mm-hmm. know, I think he has perspective on what the team is trying to accomplish. You know, and I, um, he has the right. 
thought in mind when hitting the court. I see some maturity in him this yeah, year yeah. that maybe he didn't have before. But I think I do see him. He may not always have the best game. He did have one a really great game during this five game winning streak. Well, we needed him to. But, but, but he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he does. He does really well when he has veterans around him as well. Because um, yeah. I mean, Daniel House is a you know stretch three. He's tall. He's long. You know, he can play defense. Um, you know, when needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's a. Uh, It'll be uh, really nice to see when his uh, skills are used to the max. Who else we got? Let's see, Armani Brooks. Oh, that's oh, our man. that's our Lou Williams right there. Yeah, I like Armani a lot. Yeah. I think uh, shooter. The reason to watch he's automatic him automatic right there. He's 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 a flamethrower. Yeah. When his shot is wet, I mean, he's got some. I think he's getting through the lineups right now, figuring it out. But once he figures out where his place is and what his role is, I think you're going to see him be a real flamethrower for us yeah. at the end of the first quarter when they when they give the uh, starters a break. At the end of the like towards the middle of the second quarter, you're going to see his time to come in and be that offensive spark. Definitely. I mean, I think Definitely. he's a huge part. Um, going to another guy, DJ Augustine. Oh yeah, veteran point guard um, coming off the bench. You know, you mentioned John Wall. What about DJ Augustine being in that rotation? He, he, for no, point he guard? needs to be leading the second team with Armani Brooks because mm-hmm. uh, he knows how to set them up. The only um, the only weakness that uh, Augustine has is his height. Um, he's very he burned on defense. Well, I mean, he is. is it's not necessarily He's really fast. It's just when somebody's gonna post him up, there's not much he can do. Yeah, you know, or somebody somebody can block a shot. You know, driving to the rim. So. It, he's he's a real good you know point guard who organizes the offense. He he's not looking for a shot. He can shoot if he needs to, mm-hmm. you know. But he's looking to set everybody up. What about David Nwaba from last year? That's your hard nosed player. You know, that's the one that counts in the playoffs. Who's gonna die for that ball? Get elbowed, and he he wouldn't even care. He'd get back up. Mm-hmm. You know, I Nwaba's play. I love it. You know, he has his minutes row. have gone down compared to who were starting in front of him. They wouldn't be if John Wall was that one. I mean, how many players are getting minutes on your on your team with John Wall starting? A lot. I mean, a lot. You got so next up is um, David Mwaba, and I guess that's all that's left. So let's go into the who who the new guys are. So mm-hmm. Garrison Matthews. Wow, that's a shooter, <laughs> yeah. man. That's our, he uh, is yeah. a linebacker playing basketball. He he can bulldoze over people, and he takes charges to the chest that I I haven't seen somebody take. These kind of hard nosed charges from players coming in. Like I consider, he's giving up his body. I consider him a safety because he's lanky. Yes, kind of. Yes. You know, um, he, he had to be a safety. Yeah, he had to shit. be a safety. And uh, he's just I who mean, can he's, shoot. He's a better version of Chandler Parsons. He's somebody that's gonna last a little longer <laughs> because Chandler Parsons just stretched out his back. I am gonna start shot. a campaign <laughs> to end the comparison of every white player to every white player. <laughs> we we have got to end this silly notion that just because he's white, he's got to be compared to another white player. What's another white guy? It's compared to. <laughs> like, we can. I mean, well, can I he not be like a hard nosed Trevor Ariza? No, he's actually better than Trevor Ariza. Yeah, he can cross over. That's he can what I mean. Get in. Oh, and he's a little bit beefier, right? Like in terms of like his, he's better than he, he, the skill set is there, man. He's he's tough. Maybe maybe you know what? Um, Who's better than Trevor Ariza? Stevens. Um, oh my god. Oh, uh, I think I know you. I forgot from Port Arthur. Oh uh, yeah 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 Jackson. Yeah 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 Stephen Jackson. Yeah Stephen Jackson. Yeah he's a he's Stephen Jackson. Yeah. Who else was on the court playing football? He's not white. 
<laughs> no, that's actually a good, uh, good person. <laughs> that's what, let, let, let's start that campaign. Of, I want a different name for Gary St. Matthews. That is our homework for the next episode. Bring a different player that's not white to compare Gary St. Matthews There's to. actually a lot of players uh, <laughs> like that. Because Steven Jackson is... Uh, Far superior mm-hmm. than uh, Matthews, just because he's taller. Shit. He's six eight. What six eight? And he he could have had his own team of if um, somebody was Larry Johnson, him. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> to take it back, uh, he's uh, I don't know, man. He's like, well, I was gonna par- compare him to another white player. So never mind. <laughs> never mind. Man, well, yeah, that's some homework. That's some homework. Yeah, yeah, we got some homework because I mean, there had to be. So, I mean, so think about the Rockets in the nineties. Um, so he's not Mario Ailey. Um, who, who Chuck, was? Chucky, Chucky Brown. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I, I do not recall who Chucky Brown is, but Chucky Brown was the guy that Charles Barkley said because he was guarding him in the Suns uh, Rockets playoffs. Charles Barkley goes, "Who the fuck is Chucky Brown?" Well, you know, Chucky who, Brown showed him who Chucky Brown was and held his ass down and played defense, and we ended up winning. You the know series. who I think he's a better comparison to on that team, Vernon Maxwell. Oh yes, you know that's one of my all-time favorites. I know, but he, he plays very similar to Vernon. Yeah, Vernon yeah, Maxwell. just as tough. I mean, Vernon can Maxwell, shoot, him can shoot. Be, it's that's tough. kindred spirits right there. Because yeah. I see an anger in Garrison Matthews' eyes. Yeah, yeah. Like he don't play with a regular intensity. He played there because he got his feelings got hurt about something. Exactly. <laughs> so I think a good pr- comparison, you know, is to Vernon Maxwell. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank. You. <laughs> not a white Iverson. <laughs> no, not a white Iverson. <laughs> Scars is on point. <laughs> Elbows and jumpers, season two, episode one. Scratch, is that a DJ Spanish fly? That is. Hey, shout <laughs> out, shout out, Memphis sounds, baby, the pioneer. Yes, sir. Gave a gave a huge. Beginning to Houston sound too. Exactly. That's that three six mafia, like straight up, you know. Kingpin, skinny pimp. Yeah. Oh who, yeah. Who's a gangster Our, Pat? Oh yeah, Project yeah. Pat. Yeah. Project Pat. Before Project <laughs> Pat, there was a gangster Pat. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the sounds of that? Because I mean, you have the experience of Man. what drums go into that. You know. Man. Look, I just know that Memphis music sounds great when you got a trunk, and for a city that believes in having. Uh, the 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 fly whips yeah. with the elbows and mm. the systems. You gotta have the right music, and Memphis music was always in the trunk. Oh yeah, beating but, uh, up the block <laughs> while knocking pictures off the wall. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> so let's talk about these uh, next plays. We talked about Garrett and Matthews. We all have a crush on him as our one of our favorite new guys. You we have can a all crush agree. on him. <laughs> And then there's uh, Alperin Shingun, who Al P, also known as Al P. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of my favorite players as well. He brings that crafty, and I'm going to do this thing where you, I'm going to do the scene that I just spoke about, where you compare one white guy to another. But in this case, Arvidas Sabonis, you got a big guy that's able to uh, to to share that ball. That's a that's clearly a European. Basketball move, and this is from when they've been playing since in their teens and all that. So they learn how to play team basketball from an early age, and this dude is NBA ready. If anybody, that's a very good comparison. And when he puts on that weight, 
you'll see more of. Oh yeah, oh, he's that. Mm-hmm. You, you see them them stumps for legs he has. Yeah. He's gonna he's gonna put on some weight. He's he's gonna be a big dude yeah, yeah. with some solid passing. And matter of fact, in our last game, Wood came to the podium and said. When they're on the court together, Shangun is being looked at as the primary facilitator of the offense. Mm-hmm. They having everybody run off screens for him, having him as part of the motion. I think, and as a matter of fact, he's the guy that set up the shot for Garrison Matthews on that last play where he got that three. If you look at it, um, oh, shit, if you, if you Shangun, <laughs> Shangun, uh, Shangun like said hey don't pass the ball to me pass it to wood so that he could set up the pick so that garrison matthews would be open for that three that's exactly uh what an efficient offense does so and uh say you got a guy but think about the basketball intelligence Mm -hmm. for him to be making that play year one in the nba compared Mm -hmm. to everybody else we have on the floor currently yeah i think he's got the highest iq out of everybody on the team yeah you got our center our best player would say he wants to run the offense i'm i'm enjoying it for his age, definitely. One time, uh, I got to shout out uh, our boy Deuce Marley. You Deuce know, Marley, what up? Doing real big things. Can't wait till you come back to the H. You know, we For got sure. we got some special projects coming up, so uh, I'm excited about those, and they will be known <laughs> in due time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So uh, back to the Rockets. Um, you know what? Shingo. That's that's it. We're on, we're... I mean, I, I I think my excitement is overflowed. I think uh, uh-huh. <laughs> if I, I hope it seems like you might share in some of that. I think we're gonna see a lot of them coming. They're still working out the minutes between how him and Wood can play off each other. But I think it's been I think it's gonna work out to be a fun thing to watch during the season. Mm-hmm. Going back to like every one of these players, I definitely feel like Shangun should be the um, the starter at the five, and then Ty's coming out to bench. That know? would be good. Oh yeah, that would mm-hmm. be good. Mm-hmm. Going next to um, shit, Josh Christopher. Oh, oh my God, he has so much. How did you forget about him? He's, totally a forget Web- about- He's a Russell Westbrook. Like uh, his potential is a uh, Westbrook for sure, because he has the body, he has the length. He actually can shoot better than Westbrook. Um, That's a nice shot. Yeah, he, he's gonna be a starting point guard for you know a long time. I'll um, be I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Every time he comes on the court, he does something dumb. Yeah, he's young. He, I know, he? but like that's how that's my perspective on him. So this is the most I have not even thought of positive. I couldn't even have thought of a positive thought to think about him because I was like, the thing I was gonna say was he just got back recalled back from the uh, G League where he was having a great you know little uh, run right there where he was uh, scoring more than twenty points a game, doing ten rebounds. He was doing he was mm-hmm. putting up some numbers in the G League. So I thought maybe he's gonna come back and maybe get up to NBA speed. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm, he's he's a rough. He's a, time, he's a so yeah, that's why I'm glad to hear he's he's a Russell Westbrook. Now I know what I'm looking for. Oh yeah, if it's Russell Westbrook, then let me you know look a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely do. You mm-hmm. you see that potential in him? Okay, because yeah. that's I was looking for a reason for why I should be checking for him. Um, Usman Garuba, same thing with the with the G League storyline for me. Um, in the preseason, I like that he was a big dude. What are your thoughts on Garuba? Um, that's to be some. I mean. I I really don't have enough um, just watching experience from whatever he does. He's big. Mm-hmm. I just don't know what he could be. Yeah, because uh, there was it's, a lot of it's a question mark. There was a lot of um, a lot of commentary about you know his uh, international play, mm-hmm. but I just haven't seen really how that translates. Built. Yeah, how that translates. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm waiting for it too. I'm like because he, he's matter of mm-hmm. fact, you would think that he'd be somewhat better than Shengun, or did they get drafted in different? Like right, under, I think Garuba was underneath Shangun. Maybe that was the reason. 
I don't know, but he has more experience than mm-hmm. our, our rookies just from... Speaking of which, didn't OKC give up Shangun to us by not drafting him? OKC is like down... It's, it's a downward spiral for them. This is the, the, the fault with having so many picks. And this is the part where we're going to go and talk about other teams. This is the fault, yeah. When you, Around the league like, <laughs> segment. So for the optimists who think that having a draft pick is just the best thing in the world, look at OKC. Mm-hmm. You need a good counterbalance to having a good draft pick. Somebody to mentor those you know, young players. Otherwise, their talent goes to waste because they don't know how to handle certain situations. So they have, what, like 20 plus, you know, first and second round draft picks for mm-hmm. in the next couple of years. Like Sam Presti really messed that one up. And I mean, but as a general manager, you can use those draft picks as assets, you know. Um, well, he found out this past summer that they didn't have as much value as he had, as he thought. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they, they have value in certain times. It's like, but um, this past offseason, that was the whole thing is that what he what he was his whole thing was I'm a stockpile draft picks so I can lure a superstar. It didn't work out because the stock the the draft picks weren't valued. Yeah, the, the stock market wasn't yeah. <laughs> right. It's like NFTs. Yeah, <laughs> you know NFTs. Uh, I feel like are going to be a big investment in you know a good three to five years. Um, right now, they, if this you can is not get investment it, advice. No, oh yeah, thank you for that. Uh, <laughs> for that uh, commentary. Well, what is it? The disclosure. disclosure. <laughs> yeah. So this is not any type of investment. You know, advice that you should take into your hand. Please do your research. <laughs> is what I'm saying. But <laughs> do not know. listen to podcasters for your financial education. There you go. <laughs> Please go to somebody who's certified. A CFA is <laughs> world renowned known. The certified financial analyst. You know, some or a CFP certified financial planner, somebody who holds those designations, you can, you know, have more. So, as a franchise planner, (laughs) Sam Presti is doing a terrible job. I think because he didn't forecast the the value he didn't forecast of his players, unless he has a five to ten year plan, you know, with a good investor, then yeah, he he might be doing well. (laughs) But as far as short term, he he's just uh, he didn't perform to what the uh, average is doing, Mm -hmm. yeah, so um. What I'm saying, I wanted to talk briefly about NFTs just because, man, I'm excited about them. I've been doing more and more research about the platform, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's going to be the next wave to, um, you know, um, con- not necessarily play. Well, yeah, kind of be the majority, um, you know, as far as entertainment and news. So, like, if you think of the Internet, you know, that's going to be the next platform, you know, um, as far I'm- as it's going to replace. Well, what I've been telling people is I've been uh, I had a conversation with Chrissy. And I was like, it's going to replace the internet and so you're talking about Web 3.0? Isn't that Web 3? Yeah, Web, something like that, you know? So uh, I'm waiting to see based on like, it depends. Like, am I going to be boomered out of this? This iteration, where I, it's not <laughs> relevant to me because it's not that, my old ass don't don't want to waste my time getting on it because so I don't have enough. I'll time. give you a good sample, like so. <laughs> example: so people who were, you know. Um, you know, had the radio and television as their main source of information and TV. The internet came upon, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of, you had to. No, we're here. Yeah, we're here. So now the next wave is, you know. We live virtually through some glasses. It's going to be that metaverse. Yeah, but I don't mm-hmm. want to put glasses on. Well, I mean, you have to hold a phone. Man, you know what You're going to get tired of holding that phone. They're <laughs> holding that big ass laptop. Is you what know you're what? Doing. <laughs> they, 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 this is their plan. They're going to put the chips in our brains, take our eyeballs out, and the eyeballs are going to be worth millions of dollars because Shit. they're going to give us the glasses. Like, congratulations, you live in the metaverse. All I'm now. saying is you're holding They want to take us away from the real world. Look, all no. I'm saying is <laughs> that you're holding this big ass laptop. Eventually, yeah. you're going to want to have shades on, just look cool and get all your information with your shades. I mean, no, that would be dope. I do like that fly. I like, I like living in the future. 
in terms of like if Back to the Future told us we were supposed to have flying cars. We do not have flying cars. We have airplanes. <laughs> I don't know if that's the correct response. Yeah, I know. I mean, I but no, nah, it's I figured like let's enjoy whatever future shit we can now. We're exactly. supposed to be enjoying exactly. the fruits of whatever somebody that worked harder than us. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, respect all the um, you know, IT people, all the coders. <laughs> For real, because they're they're just so advanced and they're forward thinking and they they actually can make it real, you know. So, but if it, it, Oklahoma City was an NFT, I would not be buying that. <laughs> oh, no. 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 <laughs> so, let's talk about some other teams. The that NFT might... will actually be the Rockets. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, mm-hmm. we're, might be a rise. Okay, I see that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, who do, who's, what team's been on your radar this season? Um, as far as the championship team? No, nah, no. Nah, just in general. Like, who you been like? The Rockets, bro. <laughs> oh, man. So, you, ha- you haven't been seeing the Bing Bong Knicks uh, making noise out there? Yeah, I like when the Knicks uh, make noise just because it's good for overall. It's been a long time since they did. Mm-hmm. It's it's good for uh, um, just the league. I got to shout out Melissa one time because that's our that's a dope studio audience, right? There. <laughs> yeah, you see her. <laughs> yeah, because like people don't believe that we have a live studio audience. <laughs> say boo, <laughs> say boo one time. <laughs> oh, we booing the Knicks? Yes. Bing bong. So what are you a Nets fan? <laughs> no, she's a contra Knicks fan. Which most whoever of- plays against the Knicks is who you're rooting against. <laughs> Harden yeah. plays for the Nets, not the Knicks. Oh, <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. Same thing. I don't know if that was the correct response. <laughs> She's right on track. <laughs> We're just an average perspective, so that was perfect. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> there you go. that was definitely on brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thank you, Melissa. <laughs> and also, thank you, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so, the New York Knicks, who do not have James Harden playing for them, that would be the New Jersey Nets, yeah. which we can discuss too, or Brooklyn Nets. So, I'm sorry. The Brooklyn Nets have um, James Harden, and were they they're in your uh, championship um, contender list? No, because I think character is what um, just stands out. You saw it with uh, Giannis last year. Are we talking and about PJ Tucker? Are we talking about Kyrie Irving? Oh, the whole team is just oh shit. They lack character. KD yeah. too. To an extent, he's maturing, but to an extent, yes. Can't bring everybody on board. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta have that. You know, um, that grind in you. Let's talk about some of their players just to just to talk about. They got Patty Mills. They got LaMarcus Aldridge. They got Bruce Bowen, uh, Bruce Brown, Paul Millsap, Blake Griffin, Joe Harris. Oh, I see what they're doing now. They what? got some veterans with some character in there. Yeah. Patty Mills, Millsap, they all know how to grind. Um, yeah, you know, LaMarcus from their Aldridge. Yeah. I think maybe they're there, but I can't. T- maybe they're going to turn it on later. I would, I, I would say selling them right now. Would be selling on the cheap, and the no, I, I think they'll they'll rise. definitely be in, uh, make a deep playoff run. They might even make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, where they won the championship, the NBA Finals. I don't think so. <clears throat> okay, you know one. Um, if you don't have anything to segue <clears throat> to uh, the LA Clippers, um, I'm waiting for what uh, Leonard is going to do this season. I mean, he's leaving the team, right? Is he? I don't know. Fuck, is he going to do? He's been at the Clippers going sideways. I think he'll show up when he's. I don't know. I think he he's done enough to work. He's satisfied. He definitely is. He's yeah, won three so. championships with you know um, mediocre teams, and he's proven himself. Yeah, he has. I think uh, with the Spurs, 
I mean, that was a. I that mean, was he, one he, or two. But, that was, but one that was a good team. But he was he was really young. The, the Clippers are young. a point five hundred team right with now. With the Raptors. No, I'm 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 speaking about Leonard. So, talking about his uh, credentials, he was with the Spurs. I think he won he won it as a rookie or his first or second. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, with the Raptors. And with the Ra- he led that team. Yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He led both teams. He learned from the Spurs. And yeah, then he learned from the Spurs. Yeah. He thought he could go to the Clippers and. Turn that franchise. But he almost injured. had it. And yeah, he just got hurt. Yeah. He just got he's hurt. Injured. Yeah. yeah, and of course, Paul George. He'll probably is Paul give George. it like good two more years. Yeah. before he's like, oh, you know, I'm done. He's gonna become a millionaire in the league. He's gonna yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, I've done what I had to do. Is yeah. I really don't need the fame. Yeah. which yeah. is why I don't count on the Clippers doing going anywhere really. They're they're, just there they're, to, they'll make a run. Yeah, they will. They're, they're, they're the new age Spurs. Yeah, they're the new age Spurs. Okay, heavy veteran and a tough grit kind of shit. Yeah. Okay. What uh, Mike DeVoe said, what about the Wizards? Man, uh, the man. Wizards. <laughs> trolling. He's a playoff team. <laughs> <laughs> they got Bradley Beal, which I respect highly. But, uh, Bradley Beal been fucking up too. Nah, but he's a good player. He's just he's six what five, six four, something around there. And if you don't if you're not six eight to six ten, it's very difficult to, you know, just put the team on your back. Yeah. The only team gotta, that could I gotta give a shout out. The only team that could put somebody on his back that was um just shorter than that six four height is Allen Iverson. Allen Ar- AI was what he was a small guy. Yeah. He just crossed up. People had the shot. He had the swagger to him that intimidates you that you cannot hold me. But it only gets you so far. So when he played the Lakers in the finals, you know when he faced Kobe and Shaq. No, that was more offensive firepower than than them stopping. They weren't really stopping Iverson. They were. It was. They had a better team. Yeah, I agree with that, but I'm saying you can only get so far. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Let me let me give you the starting five for the okay, Wizards. Okay, okay, wait, wait. That uh, to just touch on that. So a good um, comparison would be Michael Jordan. You know, to what? To Allen Iverson. Michael Jordan was skinny. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, a skinny yeah. little kid, but he was making the run all the way through. Yeah, you know. But uh, let me go over the first, the top five, uh, the five starters for uh, the Wizards. You got Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, Spencer Dinwiddie. Kentavious Caldwell Pope, Montrez Harrell. Mm-hmm. That's that's what that's the list of names. You got KCP, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrez Harrell as a starting five, as part of your starting five. I got concerns. They need one more. Um, like if a Devin Booker or Jason Tatum went there, they'll be a mm-hmm. nice team. I don't know, man. Washington as a franchise, or even a, a Cam Reddish. Like trade um, Kuzma for Cam Reddish, and then give it three years, and they'll be there. He said. Oh. Mike DeVoe said they only lost nine games this year so far. No, they they, they're, they got their record is dope. It's fourteen and nine. They actually have one of the few winning records in the league. But the, I mean, that's impressive. But as as you he get asked, further, he has would they be a playoff team? Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely. Because yeah, 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 yeah. the East a little is a little easier. Um, I mean, you got Detroit, you got Orlando, you got Indiana, the Raptors. Even the Knicks are eleven and two right now. And matter of fact, the East is competitive this year. The best. I mean, you've got. Yeah, it's very diversified because now uh, Kyle Lowry is with the Heat. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who who's on the Raptors? Do you know? And, uh, Ever since Kyle Lowry left the um, Raptors, I'm having a hard time. They won their championship, and their fans are taking. Yeah, them they done. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, we good with that. And they're in a beautiful country. They're in yeah, Canada. They got, so they got, they got <laughs> Fred Van Fleet, like Gary that. Trent. I mean, and a championship. Yeah, Chris Buecher. <laughs> they got Montreal and Vancouver. That's all they need. Yeah, that's all they need. They good for like good five years. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess if you're if you're saying if you're asking if the Wizards can make some noise in the playoffs, yeah, there's a chance they can probably you know right now they're ranked fourth they'd be up against the Heat, uh, but if they if they face Cleveland 
that's in the in the playoff run for the for the Eastern Conference. If they faced uh, the 76ers or or oh yeah, they'll the definitely Hawks. lose to the 76ers. Yeah. Uh, There's some other stuff going on with these teams, like the 76ers being 12 and one and being ninth in the in the Eastern Conference is kind of strange considering again that's another team like kind of like our John Wall, but Ben Simmons is currently not trying to play for some reason. I really like how the league is just so spread out now. Um, it feels like the 90s again. You know, a lot of where, competition. Yeah, a lot of competition where, um, you know, when LeBron James went to Miami and created a big three, it kind of just um, leveraged the league in a bad way. You know, you knew who was going to come, you know, you knew who was going to play in the finals. Mm-hmm. But now it's But like, it's spearheaded what's going on right now where well, no, that's really what, any player can go anywhere. Exactly. Any player can go anywhere. But I'm saying is like now you don't know who can make it to the top. Yeah. As before, it was either Lakers, Miami Heat. Or whoever Kobe and LeBron played on, you know. I think you can tell which ownership is going to field a winning team. Like Golden State Warriors, the Lakers are are typically going to try to win. Um, you couldn't trust the Knicks for many years. Uh, Portland Trailblazers are, are are cursed franchise for some reason. <laughs> the Trailblazers I like. Um, so right now, obviously, Damian Leonard is the you know the leader of that team. Um, they got a new coach with Chauncey Billups. I think um, they might make a deep playoff run this year. Um, like, they are currently 10th in the Western Conference. That's like the Spurs. They started off 10th every year okay. in the beginning of the year, and they just turn around. They're going to be the sleepers. Yeah, they're going to the be sleeper a sleeper. The sleeper what, though? First round exit? Second round exit? You know they made it to the Western Conference Finals, right? I know. Can you actually tell me what do you not like about Damian Lillard that makes you uh, hate It's the true. Portland Trailblazers That's that true. I have an issue with. No, he with. actually hates Damian Lillard. No, I don't. Yes, I like Lillard. No, because he always has that. I think Lillard, matter of fact, <laughs> I, I was just reading uh, trade rumors about Lillard possibly going to D.C. So <laughs> That actually would be a good move. That would be nice. Move. I mean, like, I'm on the free Dame Lillard train. That's- Mike, Mike DeVoe, if uh, Dame Lillard goes to D.C., that's a nice Eastern Conference you know, playoff team. Because it's, I mean, the Trailblazers, for whatever reason, just, they're not doing it. We've seen too many years. No, it's because, it's not that they're not doing it. It's they had a sorry coach and, uh, you know, coach, uh, what is it, Stout, Stouts. Um, yeah. he, was, he was making the wrong moves. They had everything pretty much there. Um, remember when Damian Lillard, like, hit 55 points and they lost? Yeah. Like. Oh, yeah, regularly, regularly. That's not supposed to happen. I know. Yeah. It's that's the problem with the franchise at that point. It's not on the individual player. It's a problem. It was with the coach, and now to have a better coach. Um, so I, I expect them You're to still make giving it. it a run. Basically, let it let it do its thing for two years. They're they're like the Bucks of last year. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like the Bucks. So, so speaking of the Bucks, that they actually speaking of the Bucks, they're the champions. Any kind of um, commentary? I think to me, they're my favorite out of the East. Yeah. Yeah. And likewise, Giannis is a beast, man. He's metaphor like he's metamorphosizing into Hakeem Olajuwon. Yeah, he's he's definitely adding. I mean, he added a three-point shot this year. Uh, we're talking about why you'd watch NBA games. You Like, Giannis adding a three-point shot this year is definitely worth a reason to catch a Bucks game. Yeah, yeah. he's been beasting. Mm-hmm. Um, going to the Boston Celtics. Jason Tatum. How, they're currently 13-11, 7th in the uh, Eastern Conference. Where do you see them? Uh, I believe oh, is it is Jalen Brown underperforming? Jalen Brown is hurt. Yeah, he is. He, he is. has been hurt, so uh, I think they'll do. That's what I'm. It, it feels like the '90s when like Seattle, the Seattle Sonics, you know, with a uh, Jason. Yeah. I mean, well, um, Sean, Sean Kemp, Kemp. Yeah, and Gary Payton, and in Portland, they had their people, and it's just you don't know who's going to win. So I think it's going to make the I see M- what you're saying NBA product yeah. way better. You know, I, 
I mean, you look at teams like we'll, we'll go through some of the Toronto Raptors, Indiana Pacers, Orlando Magic, Detroit Pistons. We just we saw recently us against the Bulls. We on our win streak, our first game was against them. I actually like the Bulls too. We, I mean, we they just lost to the Rockets. I know, but that's, <laughs> that's when you don't give your effort. You downplay a team who's you know and the I worst know. team in the in the league, and we and we punched them in the mouth and got away with it. Yeah, and then exactly. we stole off on them and went to uh, went to Charlotte and beat the Hornets. Because another thing, team that I think we stole one. They used from. to whoop our ass. The Hell Hornets yeah, last did. year yeah. pissed me off. Yeah, <laughs> same here. So with the Bulls, Lonzo Ball, man, I gotta give his kudos too because he's his shot has improved, his form has improved, where he is. Um, his position is just lethal now. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a, he can play the one and two guard. And they're currently second in the East, so. Ooh, they're second? Yes. Remember when I texted you? Uh, I actually text uh, Nick Patel, too. Uh, and if he's listening, shout out. But I told him, watch the Bulls make it to make it to, in the playoffs. He said, mm-hmm. nah, they won't get in the playoffs. So I have a $100 bet. <laughs> Congratulations. Nice, Congratulations. That, that's some found money that's right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Easy money right there. Nick, I really don't want your money. I just want to hang out with you. <laughs> 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 we'll have a good happy hour. <laughs> so let's see. I mean, I guess we covered most of the teams. I mean, Detroit's not worth covering because they're, re- they're in a serious rebuild. Yeah. The Magic are not serious. I don't. I mean, Cole no, Anthony no. was. Mm-mm. Good, but I see they got a lot of shout work. out to Kelly, uh, what Alderick from the Pistons because mm-hmm. he added some value to our team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I mean, I'm, I missed that's a that's one of the players I was disappointed to see leave, but make your money, bro. Yeah, make your money. We'll, Come back in, uh, waste time. go to a good team Same in four thing, years. That's why I'm saying let John Wall be free <laughs> and just go do what he's doing. No, keep John Wall, we'll make a playoff run. <laughs> yes, we should always be in the mindset of wanting our team to win. Exactly, there you go. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, um so next up, uh, okay, let's talk okay, about okay. the Pelicans and Zion. Can, can I make a one point? Because yeah. I was thinking about it on our break. If we play John Wall right now, in three years, we'll be a championship team. If we don't play John Wall right now, in eight years, we'll be possibly a championship team. History. Oh, no, no, no. Three years, a championship with John Wall. Eight years, a championship without John Wall. I can see that. But John Wall didn't give us, didn't have a winning record when he played for us last year. Bro, he gave the win. numbers. We didn't. I already we touched already on it. On I already touched we on it. We had injuries. John Wall is changing. If lineups. you play him in three years, we'll be a championship team. All right. What's the next one? take? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my take. From your lips to God's ears. You said that before. I like that expression. <laughs> but I mean, if it happens, bro, and like. Do you want to wait eight years or do you want to wait no, three years? No, of course. That's why I said, you know, the thing about mm-hmm, yeah. the, the guy. <laughs> you know, when uh, the GM opening, Raphael Stone, or if you need some help, man, if you need a consultant, you know, please <laughs> consider my thoughts. <laughs> Free of charge right now. So right now, number one in the West, you, you got go. Golden State, which we can, we've already talked about. Steph Curry has been doing amazing things and being Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson is still on deck to come back and they're going to be lethal. They are number one right now and have the best league uh, record in the league at 19 and four. And they're tied with the Phoenix Suns at 19 and four as well. Um, great point guards for both teams. A um, lot of firepower. It's an uh, amazing it's gonna time be a shootout. to watch the NBA. Definitely is. Yeah. You got yeah, I'm actually watching games. Yeah, me too. Like when it's on TNT yeah. and all that. And then you can't um, discredit LeBron and the Lakers. They're they're currently in eighth place. But those old teams don't have to I know, turn I know. it on when it matters. Yeah, I know. That's mm-hmm. it's I mean, but that's where you could say maybe I can take a break from watching the Lakers. Maybe depending yeah, on your effort. Take a take a break from watching from the Lakers, wait till they shows up to yeah. you know, after all star break, watch the Lakers. Like if if you watch the Memphis Grizzlies, I think uh John Moran is out right now, but man, that's one of my favorite players right now. John Moran, um, 
is a little ahead of the Rockets. Well, the Memphis Grizzlies are slightly ahead of the Rockets. In, in terms their of their, um, their rebuild. rebuild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would I would love to be at the Memphis Grizzlies stage because it's just fun basketball. It's the fun basketball stage. We're fun stage. right now. We're oh, fun yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Utah Jazz, Grizzlies, uh, the Mavericks, Luka Doncic. Currently, they are sixth. Some of the some of their uh, KP. They need, they need something. I think it's just because they're in the city of Dallas. <laughs> would you rather be a Mavericks fan with their record or a Rockets fan? Rockets all the way. <laughs> if if uh, Luka was on our team... And uh, he would be he would be he would be re, uh, reunited with his favorite coach. He'd be far advanced. That's Who true. would we trade for Luca though? Everybody, uh, you would have you know, to. You, know. you would have to, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what other? Because since we want to compare every white guy to another white guy, you know, they're gonna start doing Larry Bird <laughs> comparisons Luka, and try to tax us for the Larry Bird. Luca is closer to being Latino <laughs> than being white. <laughs> but uh, look, would you trade? This is a good question. Would you trade Jalen Green for Luca? Yeah. 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 That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you can't say no to that. Wait, wait, wait. Jalen Green, a first round pick for Luca. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You get an instant all star, starting all star. With an Olympian. Chance to win a championship. Yeah. 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 I don't have any. Um... <laughs> Jalen Green, we support you, bro. I don't, yeah. <laughs> as far as the market right now. Yeah. That, that's what that's we're trying to win now right yeah we want to make the playoffs we want to win championships thank you brother we, we're on the same page now we're trying to win now um there's Denver. One, day, <laughs> one day you're here the next day what you go exactly gone. so we gotta enjoy the time we have now and make it the most absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so you got the denver nuggets who had a very short window and and they got an mvp of the league in jokic where are they i at? forgot about them jamal murray hasn't came back yet Exactly. I would love Jamar Murray on our team. I mean, that's not happening. I mean, we could trade away pieces. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like anything. The, okay, so this is not anything rooted in reality. But my concern There's, with the with anything dealing with trading for with somebody for the Denver, Denver Nuggets, even though they have, they have players I like, like Bol Bol, we would have to take Michael Porter Jr. as some part of the exchange. <laughs> I do not want Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> Well, he's actually hurt right now, so he can't be traded. Thank God. So there's something. <laughs> there's actually opportunity with the uh, Denver Nuggets. So I would love Bobo and Jamal Murray. I, I don't want to be cursed with MPJ. I feel like he would be a curse to a team that he came to. To actually get both of them because Jamal Murray. Oh, my God. Murray's is that bad to say? Stock, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know, bro. <laughs> I, I don't want to confirm anything. But, <laughs> but I'm saying the possibility of getting like Bobo is not getting any minutes. No, you know, so they say yeah. there's some issues with his work ethic or something like that. But who knows? K- they said something about KPJ, too. Right. Exactly. So exactly. I think they would love to have Tice in exchange for Bobo because he's an experienced, you know. Oh, yeah. No. Yes. Yes. Right. Yeah, that would work. And then for uh, uh, they Jamal. can use extra muscle with uh, exactly. as a they need that. They need that. And then with, and we're doing the skinny tall guy thing anyway. With Jamal Murray, <laughs> I think we could trade away Josh Christopher. Jalen Green or Kevin Porter Jr. I'd rather trade Jalen Green in a first round pick. I would do that all day, all day, all day. Mm-hmm. Is that our all around the the league news? Are we done with the all around <laughs> league news? Well, uh, let, let me just do a quick flash through. Okay, <laughs> the Timberwolves, Trailblazers, Kings, Spurs, Pelicans, Rockets, and Thunder. So right now we're about fourth in the uh, from the bottom of the league. About to play the Pelicans tonight. Maybe go up another spot. 
We're we're in the we're about to make ourselves in the in the fourth quintile. I like that. It's an okay spot to be in if you're trying to get a high draft pick and maybe make the playoffs. A good stats term. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that is all it is. It's a good stats term. <laughs> we're in the fourth quintile. <laughs> Thank you, Scratch. For one day you And then you're gone. remains, it's all about the So welcome back. Once again, elbows and jumpers. Season two, episode one. Uh, we just went around the league a little bit, kind of gave you our perspective on what teams to look out for. We're at that part where it's about to be pre-All-Star game, post-All-Star game, which is the playoff race. Um, it's good to see where your team is going into that, knowing that there's going to be some trades being made and see that there's going to be some jockeying to, uh, to see who can finish out the season strong and maybe get home court advantage. Um, but I think uh, Rockets are in for an exciting season. Uh, going up next, I think uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, where, where we're at right now. We're post-pandemic, mm-hmm. post-boosters, some of us. <laughs> Definitely, um, I got my third one um, a couple of weeks ago, and um, yeah, it was uh, it was not fun, but I felt it was necessary for my own health. Yeah, not, I think not trying to sway anybody one way or the other, but um, shit, I don't feel like getting sick. Exactly, <laughs> I don't I, feel like getting sick. I, I that is my that. overarching theme. If I can avoid stumping my toe on that nail that's sticking up out the floor, I will avoid it. Mm-hmm. There's no need for me to see and point something and say, "Oh, let me go ahead and." accidentally step on it you find a way to you know do the thing you gotta do mm-hmm. and besides it's 2021 we're supposed to be superheroes or so or some shit <laughs> exactly like i'm trying to i'm trying to get every kind of dna altering thing i can get to be a superhuman mm-hmm. i was promised superpowers <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> i guess if i can be disease free it's a superpower mm-hmm. it's, it's a start mm-hmm. i'll start levitating at some point <laughs> i agree i agree all right but uh Nah, so enjoying shit, you know, winter ain't here yet. It's 80 degrees in H-Town. Mm-hmm. Um, football yeah. team is shitty. Uh, <laughs> Astros are going to be going to spring training at the end, around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, talk yeah. about versus, uh, 3-6 and Bone. We had Patty, uh, Stephanie Mills versus Shaka Khan, which is also entertaining. I would highly recommend going back and I watching it. I didn't see that Yeah, I definitely had to go back It was a mess. It. It yeah. was a mess. It was. was it? Shaka Khan was lit. <laughs> yes. It is definitely she worth really a rewatch. Lit. I think there is high quality content made in the amateur space. I think Revolt TV has gotten better damn near every Saturday. Every time they put somebody on, they got some story coming out of you that's wild and ridiculous that nobody wants to tell, but you get somebody liquored up. Damn it. They're telling a the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How do you watch Revolt TV for the ones that haven't? Oh, YouTube. Get YouTube? on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Revolt TV, Noriega. Um, drink what? Champs. Drink street Champs. champs. Okay. Yeah, I'm talking about Drink Champs. Okay. Specifically Drink Champs. There. We didn't even talk about that. They had Kanye on yeah, there. Yeah, Scarface on there. Scarface, on there. Scarface yeah. had a real ass episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. They're... He's giving flowers to. It, it, there's more to than Netflix people. out in this world. I know that that's another thing about this pandemic. I am tired of watching TV shows on Netflix. We are done. We are out of them. If they come out with a fifth and fourth and eighth season of some episode, I quit like, at season four, guys. That's what it is with Narcos. Like <laughs> I was like, man, just show end me this. the end of the story, please. <laughs> yeah, there's no end in Narcos, though. <laughs> yeah, there. Yeah, there's True. no end. That's, in, that's in the game. That's the yeah. game. <laughs> there's no end. <laughs> it's 
it's a forever game. They're yeah. gonna keep on making Narco season eight, man. Mm. It's like just like they got a whole new Ghostbusters. Mm. Not that I which, all I'm saying is ain't no new ideas. They keep on going into season six and seven or some shit, or they reboot some old shit. Mm-hmm. So might as well watch some amateur content and see what these crazy ass celebrities are talking about. Yeah. Yeah. What else we got? One thing that's had has been shifting from the amateur realm is boxing. Mm-hmm. So um Aside from Canelo fighting, moving up um, the weight class to make himself, um, no, to make, to have him perceived as a real champion, um, there are people in the welterweight, lightweight class that are, you know, showing up. Mm-hmm. Um, Devin Haley just had a fight. Uh, Tank, um, Geronte, well, Geronte Davis is going to have yeah, a fight tonight. Matter of fact, I think that's exactly what I've been hearing. Like, there's tonight? like a. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so a Javante's fight. fighting on Sunday. Yeah. Tonight. Uh-huh. Oh. And I expect him to win. Javante's been showing real skill. And, um, you know, these guys are, been, are being trained by Mayweather, Haney and uh, Davis. So mm-hmm. they to have Mayweather as a mentor, you know, it's it's a really good thing. But it's making good fights. Um, Teofimo Lopez uh, just lost, uh, surprisingly, to, um, was it George um, Cambosos? I might be pronouncing his name wrong. But um, that was a really good fight to see. Mm-hmm. And uh, it went to the 12th round. It, I actually, um, uh, the result of it, I thought it was going to be a draw. But they gave it to the challenger. And uh, Lopez lost contra- his belts. Lo- wow. Lopez, it wasn't controversial because I would have gave it either or as a draw. I'm not I guess mad if it's it. a draw, you got to give it to yeah. the challenger. I'm like, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that was a good fight to see. And um, Earl Spence, you know, he's coming up on some... Uh, there's gonna be a good fight with him coming up. So there's a, po- a fight for power in the division. Yeah. the The reason why I bring that up is because um, Mayweather, his commentary on Canelo was that, um, yeah, he's moving up weight classes, but anybody from the welterweight can do the same thing he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's fight. He's when he moves up, he's not fighting the most skilled. Uh, no, boxer. he's just trying to make make his career longer. He's just trying to make his market value higher. Yeah, to the, and, and yeah, but to, because if he fought any real fighters, his career would end. Mm-hmm. But that's the I thing, mean, like with boxing, um, that I'm seeing now that I'm appreciating is just because you lose doesn't mean your career ends. You can keep going and you know make it a good fight still, mm-hmm. and then you'll get a eventual opportunity to fight an, you know for another championship fight. I guess there has to be something to say about marketing then, because you know that if you win that next fight, the purse gets bigger. Yeah, but what I'm seeing it's like, now, you know, you lose, you leave the money on the table by doing that. But the the real, um, I guess, boxing fans um, that can persuade others to watch a fight, uh, they're watching the welterweights. Right yeah, now. you know, they, oh, and those are the names you hear the most of mm-hmm. right now. The welterweights and lightweights, it's it's really special to see, and um, you know, I, that's what uh, you should keep your eye on. Because you'll you'll be disappointed by Canelo because anytime he fights, he's I haven't win. been, I've never been surprised by him yet yeah like i mean i like like i have hope for him his pe- his punches pack a lot of power yeah, all the talent is there he could fight anybody and make it a competitive but fight. it is something about him not getting the flipping it's that a, other switch it's for his promoters his marketing team is just trying to you know get the most bang out of their investment yeah they're doing it um from a business standpoint profitable mm-hmm. but not necessarily like from a uh, enterprise value the most you know efficient way to do it yeah yeah so that's what i got for boxing my two cents <laughs> anything else you want to cover music any events or man who we got music wise uh i yeah. mean from an event standpoint i don't you know you want to touch on it but astroworld 
was a devastating blow to Houston. Oh, man. I that really was. That yeah. was what we had tickets. We did not go. Mm-hmm. I went to the first Astro World Fest, and it was a really, um, really fun we experience. All oh, yeah, <laughs> we all went. We all went. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we all went. And uh, what I'm seeing now just from being in, the, I guess, mature um, point in my life, it's like, bro, don't be doing that raging shit. <laughs> Have some responsibility for, you know, your neighbor. You know, actually There's take a, care of somebody who's next to you. Don't be just so caught up in a moment where you just lose perspective on who you need to take care of. Yeah, I mean, exactly. there's no arguing that. I think mm-hmm. it's, like you said, selfish. Yeah. It's, and everything else is just, it's it's tragic. It is. It is. So I'm just saying from learning from that experience, you know, if, um, if anytime you go if to you the show. If you can be kinder to somebody. If be you can kinder. be kinder or just watch out for the person who's to the left or right. Uh, or front or back of you please do so yeah i think um i mean it, it's common decency it's uh something that we obviously we lack on the freeways around houston where some people really try to drive aggressively mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Melissa. <laughs> <laughs> but um i think we can all be a little bit kinder in our day-to-day activities and be a little bit more thoughtful yeah i think a lack Just be of, a little slower uh, to and maybe respond. that's what this whole post-pandemic thing is about is like we're trying to go out and be around people and let's maintain our humanity. Mm-hmm. Like the the, it, it, I'm saying, if you already got vaccinated and you're comfortable with being out and all that, like some don't lose your humanity and, and start othering people and start treating them like they're not human because that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Have respect for people. Yeah. Treat others the way you want to be treated. I mean, we're we're all a gift here, and we should all be uh, appreciated as that. Exactly. Use your blinker. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Melissa. Use well, your blinker. <laughs> And if you miss your exit, man, it's not the end of the world. Exactly. exactly. You can make a U-turn. Make a U-turn. <laughs> make a U-turn. <laughs> make a U-turn, you'll be all right. This man. is a one city where a U-turn is easy to make. Can yeah. we uh, outro on Preach? <laughs> <laughs> is that a good outro? Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. we got. Let's give it up for Dolph. I think, yeah. You know what? That's what it is. That put the wind out of my sails is Dolph. Yeah. That was a tough loss, man. Yeah, it was. Talented guy. Yeah, I mean, he was a, he was a voice that in the south you don't have a lot of that because you have national like migos is nationally yeah southern yeah you don't have somebody that sounds like they're local like yeah like that local Dolph, sound that was another nipsey yeah yeah exactly sad to see and that's it we're, we're done that's it i think we're uh yeah we uh this is done for episode one of season two we're on to some exciting episodes i'm sure absolutely you know we'll have special guests coming up we're in our new studio with our studio audience again yeah and <laughs> there we go there we go <laughs> and uh you know stay tuned and uh scratch you can uh outro let's go